There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Let's talk to Nikki Aiken, a Conservative MP for Cities of London and Westminster. Nikki, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Well, I'm all right, really, Nikki. As all right as you can be when uh, you've only. I, I so much look forward to getting on the air in the evening as I can't find anybody to shout at or talk to <laughs> much during the day. Nothing. Don't, don't start shouting at me then. I'm afraid that's he's got no, no, no one else no. to do it to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh this therapy. This this whole image image people have of me is complete rubbish, isn't it? Absolutely. Anyway, um, let's talk. First of all, I am just amazed, and I think we've got somebody from Labour coming on. I'll ask them. I'm amazed the amount of of negativity coming out of the shadow uh, cabinet. Yeah, well, you know, their job is being in opposition um, and it's up to them how they want to play this. I think it's a real shame when at a time like this, we do need to pull together. No uh, administration, no government in the, hist- in the last hundred years has had to deal with anything on this scale. And I think we have to look at the positives mm. uh, of what, what the government has achieved in a very, very short amount of time. And it is incredible. Yes, there's always going to be... Uh, things you can do better, quicker. But I think we have to look at the positives, James. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think that the government have uh, have handled it uh, as well as can be expected. I'm not really sure what else you could do. Mm. I mean, moaning about the fact that the Prime Minister didn't attend uh, certain meetings about this back in January and February, I'm sure if you guys had decided he needed to be in a meeting or needed to have... Um, uh, have uh, input into it, you would have gone in touch. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's probably not understanding how COBRA works. There's different levels of it. And uh, usually it's a Secretary of State that will run um, a particular, if it's, you know, it's in your area. So Matt Hancock would have been involved from the very start. Sometimes you have ministerial COBRAs, you have official COBRAs with only officials. So, you know, it's a bit grasping at straws if you're having a go at the Prime Minister now about you know, not being involved in meetings back in January. He has been at the mm-hmm. forefront of delivering on this. You know, and we, we saw that before he went into hospital, that he was working probably too hard, to be fair, um, because he wanted to get uh, as much done. But let's look at the positives. 
you know, a billion pieces of PPE that's been delivered to the NHS, a billion. Yes, there's more to come. And the government has put in mm. place now all these new schemes. So let's look at the positives, James. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I agree. I'd like to know why we're buying it. I suppose we'll get it from anywhere from Myanmar when we've had uh, such problems with their human rights behaviour. But that we can talk yeah, about later, I'm sure. But, you know, this is a global problem. It's a, you know, it's a global supply chain problem. So we are getting it from all over the world. But we're now also uh, doing it uh, in our own country. We've got Lord uh, Dayton now who's really pushing it. I've got um, Burberry in my own constituency who contacted me mm. about a month ago because they wanted to help. And they have now started uh, in their Yorkshire factory producing uh, gowns. But again, it takes time because these companies usually produce high fashion. And producing lovely mm. uh, mats is very different to buying uh, oh. very, very tough um and it just gowns. What about companies that say they've tried to get in contact because they they could make gowns and everything and no-one's got back to them? They're like hundreds of companies all over the place. Well, I think more and more companies are getting involved now and there is the specifications on the website. So a few companies that have contacted me, I've said go through the website, look at the specification, really understand what is needed. Because as I said... Yeah, but there's companies that have done that said no-one's getting back to them. Well, I think you'll start now with Lord Dayton. You'll start to see more and more companies, big and small. You've got the big boys like Burberry and Barber helping, but you've got much smaller companies that will now help. Hopefully, mm. it will also be a helping hand for them. You know, it'll be um, you know helping them through the crisis and keeping their people employed. Yeah, I think the uh, I've just been to deal with the dogs. I'm sorry about that. Have you? Uh, but the problems <laughs> of being at home. <laughs> uh, I. I think we could have had more companies involved in making this sort of stuff before the crisis. I mean, it, I know we go to the place which can give us the best deal, uh, but it may well be that the NHS have to have a, an offshoot somewhere or the government have to have an offshoot, um, and that purely makes these sort of garments for the NHS. Yeah, and I think, you know, once we're through uh, this crisis, there will be, um, uh, you know, inquiries looking at what we did well what we could have done better and you know we will learn um but you know let's think about what the chancellor has announced today uh, this job retention scheme uh, 140,000 companies have already applied that's saving a 1 million people's jobs so let's look at the positives again yes you can always improve on situations like this but you know, i think i personally i know i'm a conservative mp james but i do think the government has done an amazing job in such a short space of time. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Dr Kate Bunyan is Chief Medical Officer at Doctor Care Anywhere. Joins us now. Good evening, Kate. Good evening, Dave. Hello, Kate. Hi there. Can you hear me? Can you not hear her? I can hear you. Ah, right. Okay, Kate. Now, listen, there is a delay on us talking, okay? So, uh, when I've finished this particular bit here, there'll be a little delay before uh, before you can. And it cuts out every now and then as well. (laughs) Does it? Yeah. Oh. Well, were you not hearing that? No, we heard most of it. We got the gist, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, Kate, are you there? Yeah. I am, yes. 
I think she's a bit confused by the delay. Okay, you'll get used to it. Um, Tell us more about this uh, plasma treatment. They're getting very excited about it. Should we? So this is a potentially exciting treatment option that has been researched in other parts of the world during this pandemic and is also a treatment that has been used in other illness forms previously. Um, But obviously what we're looking at at the moment is the early days of being able to, first of all, collect the blood from people we know have had the virus um, and then research whether it will form a useful part of treating those who are probably more unwell uh, than using it as a, as a mass treatment for everybody. But what other diseases has it, has it got rid of or helped? So the blood transfusions are used to help treat a lot of different illnesses um, where we help to expose people to a small amount of the antigen, so in, in this case, if you like, the virus particles, uh, to promote the body in, in making a better defence itself. Um, but it, it's a complicated process. It doesn't work for all conditions. So there is still some research needed to be done before we know that this will be something that we can put in the armoury of treatment uh, of people who've got the more serious forms of COVID-19. And uh, what about, because I heard, the, you know, the BCG injections that we used to get at school, um, I think they stopped it in the 90s. I heard that that might be, that they're looking into that because it seems to have... Uh, prevented people um, getting this disease, which is weird because apparently it's antibacterial, the, the BCG injections, whereas, you know, this is obviously viral. Yeah, you're absolutely right that the BCG is uh, to work against a bacteria that causes tuberculosis, um, and that's very different to this. There's also claims being made about maybe polio vaccines and others There's a lot of information, a lot of talk about potential options, but they all need to be fully evaluated. And at this stage, we don't have anything that is pointing out as a clear winner that is definitely going to help us. But there's research going on across the world to try and work out whether there is anything we can already do and that's already in our armoury that might help in this situation. And what's the minimum time that would take to... So if it's something that we know we already have access to, then it's all about the actual clinical trials that are going on at the moment and, and just how strong their results might be uh, and because we already have understanding about their safety cases. Uh, the difficult one is obviously the vaccine against particularly COVID-19 specifically because it's a new virus. It's one that we don't know a lot about already. So it takes that little bit longer to develop the vaccine, to test it, to make sure it's safe and then to be able to mass produce it. And is there a corona vaccine? Because I heard that there might be actually, before this all took, there might be a a, a vaccine against corona, just the the group itself. Yeah, so there's a lot of companies that have spent um, a lot of time preparing base vaccines for a variety of conditions and viruses that might become a problem in the future, like the family of coronaviruses. But in the same way that we have basic vaccines against influenza, and then we develop those every year to make it the right fit for that year's vaccine, we need to do the same to make the specific vaccine against this specific type of coronavirus. And that takes a little bit longer. So we're still looking at how we make sure that we've got the right one for this particular virus, and then that it is safe to use and then that we can mass produce it so we can roll it out across both the UK and internationally. But it's, it's theory, isn't it? It's all theory. We don't know if it works in practice. And there's even some people saying it might be that you could get the uh, COVID-19 again if you've had it before. 
there's certainly a lot of conversation going on at the moment about what we do or don't know. And it is important to remember that this is new. So there's a lot of new research to be done. There's a lot of new understanding to be done. But we do know that every piece of research that is brought forward uh, is helping us to understand exactly what we need to do and is really supporting both us here in the UK and internationally to win the fight against this coronavirus pandemic. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Is Mr Mulholland yes, on the line? Yes, hello, Greg Mulholland. Good evening, Ash. Good evening, James. Hello. Good that you're back on uh, online, Hi, James. Yeah, we've Hi, got James. Can you hear him, James? No, not at the minute. Oh, that's a shame. I can hear, can you, I can hear you both. <laughs> oh. Well, I can hear you, Greg, but uh, apparently oh. James can't hear. Okay. Uh, well, I wonder why that is. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You ask the questions and I'll tell you whether you yeah. ask the right ones. Yeah, okay, okay. So, Greg, what do you think about the news today that the pubs will be open, won't be open until possibly after Christmas? Well, I think, I think there's been a lot of media speculation. Clearly, this is the most challenging time for British pubs that there's ever been, and that's no exaggeration. You know, the pubs managed to stay open through the two world wars and were important to our nation's communities during that time. But no one has actually stated when pubs may be closed until. Clearly, they're closed at the moment. They've Excellent. been closed for four weeks. Who but, didn't uh, turn the volume it, up? It, it is true that it, it seems likely that pubs, bars and restaurants will be among the, the last businesses to be allowed to open. Now, mm. we certainly hope it won't be anywhere um, like as long as Christmas, but the reality is if pubs are not open by the summer, that has a huge impact on their businesses even more than now, and they will certainly need more government support to be able to get through the closure, the forced closure period. Uh, Greg, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can all, everyone can hear each other now. Yep, I can hear right. you both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Greg, listen, I was brought up in a pub, so I know all the problems and difficulties just running a pub. Um, are the pubs a liar? No. James? Oh, dear. Uh, uh, £5,000 grant for some small businesses. Ah, are you going to get the grants? Yeah, that's what he's asking. Hello? Yeah, we, we, uh, you cut off a little bit yeah. there, James. Um, yes, and, and, and I, I knew about your, your pub background and your support for pubs, which is, which is appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, pubs are accessing grants. I think, like many businesses, they're finding that it's down to the local authorities how quickly they're processing. I know that some licensees, some, some publicans, have got their grants, which is extremely welcome, hugely important. Others are still waiting. But there is this um, perverse restriction that the government have, uh, have, have created, whereby if you're a pub with a rateable value of over £51,000, you're not eligible for any grant. So any larger pubs, um, you know, even if they're slightly bigger, and there are lots of odd things which can affect, artificially increase the, 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 the rateable value of pubs, they're eligible for nothing at all, and that's not sustainable. So one of the messages that we've put out along with other organisations in the sector is that the government needs to allow pubs of all sizes to access those grants because they're absolutely vital for pubs without income. But the other big issue that we have at the moment, and the British Pub Confederation represents pubs and publicans as opposed to the large pub companies, 
is that um, disgracefully some of the, the largest and most profitable companies um, are still charging their tenants rent, in some cases full rent, for oh. a closed pub with no trade. Mm. They're simply deferring those, which of course means um, t- licensees, often um, very restricted through the beer tie, are uh, facing having to rack up huge debts, which they will only, of course, be able to pay off when they're finally allowed to open again. And the reality is it will take a long time for pub trade to recover and get back to the levels that we saw prior to the COVID-19 crisis. So it's really scandalous. And there are plenty of companies, excellent companies, who are not charging rent, who are cancelling rents and actually supporting their tenants. So we need the government to to fill in the gaps and to allow pubs of all sizes to access grants. But we also need the large companies to stop charging rent. And the message from tenants up and down the country is no pub, no rent. And that's something that... Yeah. Pub Confederation very strongly supports. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Fishing clubs have been closed. I cannot understand. Yeah, but they handle the fish. fish. It won't be transmitted after the fish. Oh, you know that, do you? Yeah, you check it out. You ask them. No, no, if you say it's okay. You go and ask them. No, if you say it's okay, that's good enough for me. I mean, I'm thinking of managing him, turning... Oh, stop it now. Now look what you've done. You've set the dog off. You sit on a mat and meditate. Now, that might look like you're just sitting down and doing nothing, but you're sort of exercising your mind. We're working from studios in our homes. It's had a few glitches, and apart from certain unruly dogs... Thank you, girls. Nigel, you know, if you get a horse, you can park anywhere you want, and there's no congestion charge. (laughs) No, no. James sort of disappeared. I think the dogs have have eaten him finally. Hey, Ash, you're all right, mate. Yeah, man. Well, I'm all right, man. We've lost James, though, you know, so... uh... So That's I'm more right, than all right, much better than all yeah. right, yeah. Can you hear him, James? No, not at the minute. Oh, yeah. um, you ask the questions and I'll tell you whether you yeah. ask the right ones. James, are you still there? Did I lose yeah. you? I'm here, babe. I'm here. They called him baby. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.